If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Rebin X? This is Billy Milano from SOD and MOD, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Chris. And Maria from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. All right. Hey, this is Chris from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is John Schaefer from Iced Earth, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. <laughs> yes, yeah, Jim Brewer, and you're listening to Talking Metal! Hi, this is Ian Hill from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Vince you're rocking with Talking Metal! Yo, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windor from Monster Magnet, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Excellent. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. My name is Mark Striegel. What you heard right there was a little monster magnet. Dave Wendorf is our guest today and my special guest co-host and interviewee. Uh, no, interviewer. Interviewee or interviewer? Interviewer. Right, right, is my wife, Emily Striegel. How are you? Awesome. Cool. Well, you had kind of a cool day last week. You got to go down and hang out all morning long. Interview took place in the morning, and uh, you went down to Red Bank, New Jersey, which is, I made you leave the house like two hours early, and how long did it actually take you to get there? 
It didn't take that long. I didn't hit any traffic, but that's always kind of a gamble. So I kind of went and filled up the car with gas and went over to Starbucks and was like texting Dave. <laughs> do you want Do you want something from Starbucks? He was cool though. Cool. Well, we had him on the show once before, way back in 2007, which is unbelievable that it's 2017. I feel like I've been doing this podcast for forever, honestly. And, um, I, you know, I, it's, it's crazy. I, I thought, you know, Dave had been on the podcast a few years back and I went and it was, it was literally November 2007. So not quite 10 years, but close to it. That's crazy. Yeah, it was so much fun going down to talk to him. I I love Monster Magnet so much. And sometimes I get this like kind of pit in my stomach when I'm getting ready to meet someone who I admire a lot because you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know right. how they're going to be. And I've met Dave a few times, but like I've never had like a sit down with him, you know, and I have to admit like he's amazing. He, I had so much fun. And I'm kind of sad. Like we didn't really get a lot of our conversation on – um, you know, recorded, actually. We spent a ton of time before the interview talking just politics and just the state of the world and everything. And he's an extremely intelligent guy, which was awesome. So then we did the interview. And then after the interview, we talked about music forever, too. So I ended up being there for like two and a half hours. It was it was awesome. Right. And, you know, intelligent people write intelligent songs. This is one of them. It's called Slut Machine by Monster Magnet. And I, I mean that in all seriousness. This this song is freaking phenomenal. Check this out, guys.
That was Slut Machine by Monster Magnet. I knew I had to play a song off of one of my favorite Monster Magnet records, uh, Monolithic. Monolithic. I almost went with the title track, which is just a, a great song, but I had to go with that. That's the song that opens the record. We're going to keep the Monster Magnet music going in just a bit. Uh, and we're also going to get into Emily's interview with Dave Wendorf. But real quick, we're opening the Snapchat, the Talking Metal Snapchat. You're going to run it. Maybe occasionally I'll jump on there, but you're going to run it. So let's give out the address uh, It's or the username or whatever you call it. It's Talking Metal for You. Now that's the word talking with a capital T, the word metal with a capital M, the number four and a capital U right that's right and i'll apologize right off the bat i don't know anything about snapchat yeah. i know nothing i don't have like a personal account so someone the other night immediately like jumped because i tweeted about it someone jumped on it right away and was like hey emily and mark i didn't even know how to respond to them so right. it might there might be a little bit of a learning curve but um i'll get there yeah right on and uh just check it out guys if you're on snapchat and again there is a learning curve but we'll we'll definitely get there uh, John is currently out on the road with Ace, Big Ace News, Gene Simmons. As he promised on Talking Metal, Emily got this interview with Ace where he revealed only to Emily that uh, Gene had texted him. This was back in December. And Gene said, I'm, I would like to come see you play live. And Ace reported that for the first time. Thanks to John for bringing Ace onto Talking Metal. And thanks for Emily for getting the interview on the red carpet at the Revolver uh, Award Show. Uh, and that happened, guys. I kind of figured that would never happen. That was just Gene saying that, but it happened. So that's awesome. Yeah. John actually take took a picture, which he took a bunch of pictures, which he sent me. And if you blow it up, I'm going to post it on the sh in the show notes today. You can see John taking the picture of Ace and Gene and uh, a couple other guys. For, um, I can't remember. John Five and uh, Chris Chris Wise, I believe the bass player may be in the shot too. But if you blow up the shot real big, you can see John <laughs> taking the picture in the mirror. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, what's going on? Well, no, I was just gonna say. You know, I was like seeing Eddie Trunk tweeted about it. You know, and said, you know, I'm aware of the appearance at the Ace Frehley show. Knew it was happening last week, and I felt like replying to Eddie saying, I actually knew about it last yeah, month. Yeah. <laughs> Back in December. Yeah. Um, and every a lot of people knew about that because it was like all over blabbermouth and stuff. But anyways, I don't want to go on too long here. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about the website, TalkingMetal.com. But we're going to do that after Emily's interview, which took place um, last Friday. I'm trying to think of what the date is. What was the date last Friday? February 2nd? or Yeah, I don't know. In, in Red Bank, New Jersey. And uh, yeah, let's get into some classic monster magnet right now. This is Twin Earth, followed by Emily and Dave Wendorf in Dave's Kitchen, right? Yeah, okay, Dave's Kitchen. Uh, this is just the, the album that got me into Monster Magnet, Super Judge. Amazing stuff going way back to 1993. This is Twin Earth, followed by an interview with Dave Wendorf.
All right. <laughs> We're going to get this started. This is Emily Striegel here with the Talking Metal Podcast. I'm sitting here with my new favorite person, Dave Windorf. We've just, I think we just had a full interview, already, but we weren't recording. Uh, we, we did. Hey, man, times are hot. It's a hot time living in the world. It is a hot time. We just had a great conversation about life that, oh, every, uh, there's a lot going on right now. But right now, the reason I, <laughs> the reason I have uh, Dave here today, I'm sitting here with him, is to talk about what's going on with Monster Magnet. One of my favorite bands, um, love, love, love Monster Magnet. And I saw you play at Rock Carnival this past fall, and you guys totally killed it. And I got the chance to talk to you after the show, and I think that was one of your first shows in a while, was it? And how did it feel? Yeah, it was like a first show in eight months, I think. Yeah, the, the last thing we did was a tour of Europe. So it was really good to get back, man. And it was raining. Yeah, it's just a total trip. Like you're down there. I'm down there like in the bowels of New Jersey and it's it's not really raining. It's like misting. It's like, where am I? You look so badass. I was in the photo pit for like the first part of the of of the set. And literally I remember looking at your arms and you had like goosebumps. I don't know if the goosebumps were because you were cold or because you were just like, this is like the coolest thing ever. It was pure rock excitement caused the goosebumps. <laughs> and I was cold. It, it, and I was cold. <laughs> okay. So since then, you've gone back into the studio and um, you've been writing and working on a new album, which will be your first release since I think, two, or first release of new material since 2013. More or less, yeah. I mean, I had some new stuff on these on these re, on these uh, reimagined records, but this will be a first like full like 12 songs, new, new songs altogether. Cool. And so, how far along are you in the process right now um, of writing, recording? What's going on? Almost done. I mean, I've got the, the way I, I write is different than a lot of people. I'll, I write the music uh, here in my kitchen and lay it all out, arrange everything, and I'll just spot in vocals uh, and don't really write the lyrics till I've recorded everything. So I just sat here in the kitchen, wrote the songs, then brought it to the band, worked it out with those guys. And then went in the studio like a, like a good rock man should. Did drums, bass, guitars, and almost done. All all's we're waiting for now is for that idiot singer to complete the <laughs> lyrics and sing them. And uh, maybe put a couple leads on, and then it'll be ready to go. So at this point, I'll be in mixing in March. Mixing in March. Very cool. And are you recording locally? Yeah, I do it in um, Long Branch is where I did the drums and bass at a place called Surefire in Long Branch. It's a really, really great place. Total old school studio. You'd think you were like 1972 in there. Wood, big room, you know, big glass, like really, really hot. And then once all that's done, I take it out and go to a smaller place, Studio 13 in Red Bank, which is Phil Cavano's ah. studio. Um, guitar player and in Monster Man and my co-producer. And that's where we start doing uh, leads and vocals and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. So the two of you are producing it. And any plans to tour once it's out? Yep, we're going. Um, we'll probably be we'll be on tour before it's out. So we're doing festivals in Europe starting in May. We're doing the Mighty Hell Fest in France, which is amazing. Yeah, you're going? No, I want to go. This is on my bucket list. You know, I've never done any of the European metal festivals ever. Well, you you haven't lived. You I got. Know I, I mean, it's this is I what know. you. It's exactly what you want. It, 
Yeah. It's exactly what you want. Hellfest. Um, Hellfest. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Hellfest. We're doing a download festival in, in Madrid. Um, big bands, all this stuff. I think, you know, it's like every rock band in the world is there. And then uh, a bunch of other shows, uh, TBA, for a month. So May, I think it's May 25th to about June 26th. So it's a month of touring in Europe, festivals and headline shows. And the, the record will be out in June. Then we come back here and probably get, get it together and then go out and tour in America in early fall. And then back to Europe again, probably Australia and wherever they'll Ooh. pay me. Australia. So do you guys have a, pr- a big fan base in Australia or do you just like to go and see the pretty things down there? Yeah, Australia's awesome. We've been playing there since the very beginning. Um, the, world's, the world's like rocking, man. The world loves rock. Uh, way more than the States does, which is really oh, bizarre. You know? I know. The country yeah. that created rock and roll is now like one of the dodgiest places to play. Yeah. Like Nickelback is selling records for some yeah. reason. You know, it's like, it's, <laughs> what's gone wrong? What the hell? But yeah, so we'll go and we just go wherever, you know, yeah. wherever they like us. So the, the rock, uh, I always feel like South America is like a place where the rock is like, they're crazy rock fans there. Do you ever, t- have you toured there much? Or are you thinking of going there? I'm still waiting to go. I want to go. Yeah. I, I think the, the thing with South America is that there's a circuit of festivals that you go. Okay. And that's where the action is. I don't think yeah. there's like individual places. There maybe a few yeah. little clubs and stuff, but it's all about these big festivals. And totally. I think there's a long line. Yeah. And there's kind of like a, like a, uh, who's cool enough to get on this yeah. festival. So we need a hero. We need like, Somebody like Guns N' Roses to say, hey, you know, Monster Man should play. Oh, yeah. You know, one of that. So I'll well, I can work on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get on that right now. So I read that um, <laughs> I read that um, the new album is <clears throat> less in the kind of psychedelic stoner rock vein and more kind of straight ahead rock like Detroit early 70s kind of like MC5 Iggy Pop is this true tell me about where this came from yeah it, it's full on it's it, it's full on rock uh, shorter yeah. songs um, yeah it's fight music you know it's like ah, still psych in a kind of garage rock kind of way and yeah. sound you'll hear echoes and stuff like that but it's less long form yeah. um like the last bunch of records, I went on a psychedelic tinge, as is my right yes. to do. Uh, but after I do a couple of records that are completely psychedelic, it just it just overtakes me to to just rock. Yeah, you know, just go out there and pummel it. So it's fast tempo and a lot of Detroit style. That's the best way I can describe it because Detroit had this had this uh, spirit to it, and even a sound kind of droney strings, but still rocking. Um, it's, uh, it's what I needed to do to, in order to live continually in the 21st century, which is completely out of its mind. So I needed something, you know, I take the psychedelic stuff and get all cerebral and kind of ruminate on what's going on in the world in my head and in my music. And then when I get so disgusted, with the way the world is, then I strike back yeah. with my music yeah. for me <laughs> in this way. So it makes sense. I need some of that right now. <clears throat> I need some angry. No, I just need some good, like, let's let loose rock and roll. I need that in my life right now. 
I think yeah. everybody does, man. <laughs> and you know, bringing up like the Iggy Pop thing and like the Detroit early stuff story for you, I actually met you many years ago outside of a Queens of the Stone Age concert in New York City. And you know, Iggy's doing or did this thing with, with Josh. With Josh. Yeah. Are, do you do you know the dudes from Queens of the Stone Age? Are you because I remember seeing you at that show and thinking, I wonder if he's friends. He's got to be friends with them because you guys got the same vibe going on. I know Josh off and on for years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're I think we're on the same record label for a while. Oh, okay. But not too well. I mean, he's like California dude and all that stuff. But I'll run into him every once in a while. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I remember that was like the first time. Oh, and I also saw you guys open. I saw Monster Man. First time I saw you live was opening for the cult in 2001. And my one request on this tour is that you have the, you use the fans again. Do you always use the fans? Because you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I use the fans because it's usually really hot. So I mean, that's what the fans are for. No, the fans are for the cool factor. If anyone who's any of our listeners that haven't seen Monster Magnet before. Dave is an amazing performer and he had these fans going up and blowing his hair. And you just like, it was just like this. <laughs> at that moment, I was like, Dave is a rock god. So more fans. All right. Well, you know, the, the fans is just because it's really hot, man. <laughs> I got to have it. And then somebody told me that, wow, your hair was like, really, it was like rock was standing straight up. <laughs> it awesome. <laughs> it looks oh, cool I'm... and it keeps you cool. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <laughs> Maybe I should just get the giant hair extensions. Just really do it. <laughs> do it up. No, you got great hair, dude. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about... <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about the two releases you've had since Last Patrol, which was your last full album of like a new material, right? So the re-releases, the reworkings of previous albums. Why did you do this? What were they? You did one one year and then another, next year you had another one. Yeah, I did them, I did them in a row. So they're actually done at the same time. They were just released. Different. Okay. I just got a, a bug up my ass to, to get nutty in the studio. And I didn't really feel like writing anything new. It happens. Yeah. And I did The Last Patrol and uh, it was a workout. You know, it was a lot of stuff. And I just wanted to go on the road and tour. And that's what I did. Went out and toured Last Patrol, went all over the world. Came back and, you know, these days, if you don't have a new record out, it's hard to tour. Yeah. Like something. And I was like, well, I don't feel like writing a new record. What, I have to write a record? Like, anytime anybody tells me, this is crazy. You're supposed to just write it when you, when you feel them. But I wanted to, I, there was something in my head that wanted to mess with existing stuff that I either wasn't happy with or wasn't finished with yet. Yeah. Last Patrol was such a massive thing to me that it really should have been a double album, mm -hmm. you know? So I made it a double album. Yeah, I messed with parts of it, invented new songs, rearranged different stuff, did a bunch of 60s instruments, mixed it differently. It was a whole trip, a lot of work yeah. for something that's, that's quote-unquote already written. But a lot of it wasn't. It turned into new stuff. So it just became like a mad scientist in the studio, experimenting with audio, um, how to get a different emotion out of, out of a pre-existing song that wasn't there before, a vibe out of it. Yeah. And... I was into it. I was like, wow, this is great. I'm just messing around, you know? And while I was doing that, not for, this wasn't for a release. This is just for me. Yeah. just, just to keep busy because I had, had that idea. And then I just called up the record company and said, you guys want to put this, it sounds pretty cool. You want to put it out? And they're like, no, you know? And then I played it for them. They're like, oh yeah. Okay. 
So at that point, when I was doing this last patrol thing, I decided to go and do the same thing to Mastermind, mm -hmm. uh, which was the record before Last Patrol. And I, and I was feeling weird and squirrely, and, and I wanted the music to reflect the squirreliness in my brain, in my itch, <laughs> itching, swelling brain, and just went off. And the next thing you know, it's like two years. I've got these two releases, and it's like, awesome. okay. And I toured. So, and then and you toured fun. Europe. Toured Europe, yeah. I mean, Where the real rock fans are. <clears throat> I hate to say it, man. Believe me. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there's more rock in Europe. I mean, that's where the that's where the people really, really dig it. I mean, they're like the kind of they're, they're the kind of people that you wish you had as friends when you were a kid. Like they're all into yeah, it, you yeah. know. And they yeah, have we're gonna albums and we're gonna show you this time around. America is gonna show you how much we love Monster Magnet. We are going to show you on this tour in the fall. We will be out there in numbers. Well, I'll be there. I mean, I never give up. I mean, so of course, I love my country. I salute it. <laughs> Um, no, I, I hear what you're saying though. I totally get that. Um, and we hear that from a lot of, a lot of musicians, a lot of bands we interview. It's a culture thing. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the appreciation of all culture yeah. in Europe is huge. There's a, almost a, a studious nature to it. Like, what is this? And they yeah. love it. Things don't get old as fast in Europe, um, in people's minds. Like they tend to make up their mind by seeing live music yeah. and then we'll stick with things longer. America tends to be more advertising driven. I mean like oh. what's in my face. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to grab for what's being uh, sold to me and then it's on to the next thing. Yeah. No, yeah. we all Americans, we all have ADHD. We all have short attention spans. That's just, yeah. It doesn't really work for uh, uh, creative that work for creative projects, you know, cause I mean, creative projects and cool stuff, cool stuff always usually, takes a lot longer to to a little longer to make yeah. and longer to fully be appreciated right so if you don't give yourself the time to appreciate something yeah. then it's just going to go right by and, and that's pretty much going on in america anyway things rush in and rush by and it, it seems to be here it's more about having everything than it actually is about actually paying attention to everything yeah. have it <clears throat> I, do i have it i got it okay next yeah. what's next Come on. I totally hear you there. So what, I, I was checking out some of your, um, here, here, I'm, a, I'm a child of the 80s, so I like to watch music videos. And so a lot of nights I will just lay in bed and I'll, I'll pick a band and like watch every one of their videos. Now that I have like an internet ready TV, I'll just go on YouTube and be like, the other night I did like Rat. Just, they had, Rat had some great videos. Yeah. <laughs> So I did Monster Magnet recently, and I found a video that came out a couple years ago, which was The Duke. Is that what it's called? Yeah, The Duke. Yeah. And so, okay, here's the thing. So I know that you're a comic book fan. Like, you're a fan of comic books. That had a super comic book vibe. Was that was this video your idea? Who did it? And it was very much kind of ahead of its time, because I noticed a lot of bands have been doing that kind of thing recently. That's become very popular, like 2015, 16. Yeah, The Duke. Um there was this guy, Phil Mucci, a director, who I, I saw some of his stuff he did for, I forget who it was, but a couple of bands. And it was just insane. It was like a living comic book. Yes. I mean, more than, even more than some of this great CGI oh, that yeah. they're using in comic book movies. This actually felt yes. like a comic book. Yeah. Um, it wasn't literal translation uh, translation of like, oh, here's, here's a comic book hero if he was real. This was like 
intentionally surreal. Yes. Which is more the mood. And a lot of bands, I feel like you guys must be trendsetters because that I wasn't seeing a lot of that. That came out in what, 2014? Yeah, yeah. I think Something so. like that. Okay, so like in the past couple of years, Metallica has done this. They Queens work, of the Stone Age has done this. They work with the same guy. I think they, they work I, with the same guy? Yeah, I know Metallica worked with Moochie. There you go. See, I told you. I was like, holy moly. There, there you go again. Monster Magnet ahead of their time by like three years. Yeah, it really, I mean, his his stuff, man. But you found him somehow. Yeah, I did. I mean, I wasn't the first to find him, and I won't be the last, but yeah. I just That's was cool. like, uh, I was like, that guy has to do a Monster Magnet video. And Great. we went over, you know, the whole story and stuff. I went over with him for a month. I just gave him my, my uh, vision on the Duke about what it was about and stuff, and he took it from there. I mean, he's, he's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Good stuff. And my other favorite video, I mean, of course, the power trip stuff. I love that. Everyone's seen those videos. <clears throat> Did you know that um, Space Space Lord has like over 8 million views on YouTube? I know. It's amazing. I mean, I was like, wow, that's pretty good. So, um, but uh, what video was I watching that I loved? Oh, Heads Explode. Heads Explode. <laughs> oh, my God. So this video, everyone needs to go watch it right now because first of all, I'm going, I'm sitting here in Dave's kitchen and I'm going to go raid his closet and see if I can find any of the clothes he wore in this video. I kept all the clothes. <laughs> no, they're my clothes now. I, I, they're all in my attic. I'm taking, I'm going before I leave. You know how, like, they looked at me like I was some sort of hillbilly. I was like, I can have these clothes, right? And they're like, I guess. I was like, well, I paid for them. They're not used to, you know, oh. not, not used to the artist being, I was oh. like some white trash hillbilly, like, I'm taking these clothes home. Because they were so cool, but a lot of them I gave out to my 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 daughter when she was young. Oh my god! Like all the girly outfits yes. and stuff. She's like, I love this. Oh my gosh! Okay, we're talking latex. We're talking crazy like fur. These boots. Do you have the boots? Some of the boots I do. Oh my god! He's some wearing of the boots I got away with, and some they they took back. You know. But not everyone is cool that cool that they can pull off these outfits. So let's take a look at this. The other thing I liked is the fact that there was a lot of glass smashing happening, which I think was all probably fake. Or were you guys no. really smashing glass? That was it, crazy. Yeah, it, was re it was real. It was this breakaway glass, like Hollywood glass, you know, that breaks away in chunks. It's like your dream come true. You get to smash glass and not get cut. Yeah. Well, it, I miss videos. I want you guys to do another fun video like that. Let's go to Vegas and do another um, Space Lord yeah, video. I've. I would totally <laughs> dig it. It's like the budgets, that, that's what happens. There's nobody to pay for the budget. When I went off them, that's when I was on a major label. And those guys would foot the bill for that kind of stuff. Or, no, it's, it's dead. What's, what are we going to do about the music industry? I don't know. I, all, they, all you can try to do is make the coolest records possible and, yeah. make, people, and make people go, it's worth, it's worth it to pay attention to a full album and a band's career rather than just a song and a band's passing. Um, I mean, the main trouble with music now is it, does, it, it don't get no respect. It doesn't get any respect because it's so easy to get. So it doesn't seem special and seems available all the time. So there's a less yeah. of a, like, oh my God, be like, yeah, it's like, hey, it's going to be there. Yeah. And, and the fact that you lease music now, people lease it yeah. and have access to it all brings the, uh, uh, the attraction down for it being special like or streaming. In, Immediate, yeah, like streaming sites and stuff like that. You lease the music, pay ten dollars, you have access to everything. Sounds like the coolest idea in the world, yeah. and it is, except for the fact that 
People love free stuff and they love cheap stuff, but they don't respect yeah. free stuff and cheap stuff. Yeah. There's no respect. Yeah. So there's not a lot of respect. So it, 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 there's a core of people who really love music and understand how bands operate. That'll never go away. It's just not a mass. Rock isn't a mass thing the way it was. Yeah. So it just means it's going to have to come from the music, man. People yeah. are going to have to like walk it like they talk it, whether they have money or not. I mean, if you see all these bands, they all have day jobs now. Yeah. You know, they can't live by the music. Eventually, the, the pretenders will uh, will go away and mm -hmm. it'll be just left with a small core of like real true believers yeah. of rock. Yeah. And the way they do it and they can get their message across with cheaper videos or whatever. And maybe someday there'll be enough interest in it again so we can get the kind of surge of, of high quality insanity. Yeah. Because there's nothing more fun than if, is, if, if rock gets popular and actually makes some money and i hate to say it, it's all about money but it fuels no, it, it when you start seeing the budgets on videos go up like that um and people start taking chances and expressing themselves in their videos and in their records and having a little uh confidence it gets really entertaining you know it's like yeah just like when you sit there and watch you you know an old bunch of old videos together and you're like well this is like Strung all together, it becomes like a weird TV show. It does. It's worth it. It does. You know. It's so fun. And I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, but all I know is like the the youth now believe that the, the music is free. Have they ever paid for music? They just kind of expect it to be there. And yeah. I don't know how we fix the industry to make it better, but you said we just keep on making music. That's what I want you to do. Make music. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can do. I mean, that's all I really care about anymore, anyway. Yeah. It's like it's always been about the music. Yeah. Um with me that allowed me to music allowed me to, to be a different person, like reinvent myself. And all the rest of the stuff came after like videos or any kind of money or, uh, the whole rock star thing or major label and all that stuff. But it, but it all, it always came from the music. So if everything's taken away, you still have only the music. It's enough yeah. for now. Anyway. Yeah. It's enough for me. I, um, I was wondering, so like when you guys totally blew up, like Power Trip came out, did you ever think about leaving Jersey? Because I have this thing about people who like stay in Jersey, like the coolest people I know stay. Like Bobby Blitz is still here. Like you're here. Like, look, at, I mean, even Spring, I'm not a huge Springsteen fan. I know that's probably sacrilege to say, but I mean, well, some of those badass people have stayed in Jersey. Why didn't you go to LA? I'm glad you stayed. Um. I was too, you know, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I love to visit, um, but home is where the heart is, man. Yeah. My heart was right here. There was no reason for me to to move somewhere because I was moving anyway all yeah. around. All I did was tour. Yeah. Um, it just felt better here. It felt yeah. like home. Yeah. It felt like home. Uh, and I can, I can crack on Jersey or, or uh, with the best of them, <laughs> but you can't really, I mean, if you feel it in your heart, like, this is where I grew up. I mean, I'm in the house that I grew up in. I like my, you know, I love my family. My family was cool, and I didn't see them enough anyway, so why yeah. should I move away? Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Well, yeah, though, given the events of the politics in the last couple, <laughs> I could see myself living in a castle in Germany somewhere. <laughs> Let's just go. To, we'll all go to Hellfest together, and we'll just stay. Yeah. Oh, Hellfest is beautiful. Where is it? It's in France, right? It's in France. Yeah. It's, in, it's in the country. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it takes a while to get there. Yeah. It's really out there in the middle of nowhere yeah. in this old French village. And it, it's set up over this farmland. Yeah. And it's like endless farmland. 
it's probably one of the most well-run festivals I've ever seen. Awesome. No advertising. No advertising. No. You don't see billboards or anything. It's all rock. Yeah. All rock. All rock all the time. Well, we're going to, Talking Metal listeners, we're going to have a good year ahead. You know that? Because Monster Magnet, Magnet is back. They are going to be putting out a new album and they're going to be touring and we're all going to be there to see you. And we thank you for coming to speak with us today. So cool to hang out with you, Dave. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm a
Right there, that was Gods and Punks. Gods and Punks from 2010, a little monster magnet. Thank you for going down to do that interview with Dave, and uh, and thanks to Dave, too. So much fun. Thank you. You know, thanks to Dave, and I'm looking forward to going back you know, prior to the album's release and talking to him again, and hopefully we'll we'll uh, get some good promotion for the album. And then they're going to be, you know, they're come out and touring the U.S. for the first time in a long time. So everyone needs to come out in force because we've missed them so much. Absolutely. And on that note, let's get into a little music, and then I'm going to come back and uh, talk some more with you guys. By the way, it was episode 181 that Dave was on. It was the last time he was on Talking Metal. And again, it posted on November 26, 2007. So I can't believe how long I've been doing this stupid show. Um, and still loving it. But yeah, it's like a, a bad habit. Sometimes you just can't kick it. you know. But anyways, let's um, keep the music going. This is Black Sabbath with Zero the Hero going back to 1983. One of the best Black Sabbath records with Ian Gillen on vocals. The band never really liked the mix that they got. They got on this uh, on this um, album, but the album, I, 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 it's kind of a flat. It might be the mastering that killed it. It's kind of a flat sound. And as we're recording this, wow, the New England New England Patriots just came from behind to, like, they were down. They they were like twenty one points behind. They came back to beat the uh, the Falcons. Uh, pretty crazy. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, so anyways, yeah, we're recording this as the Super Bowl goes on. Yeah, and uh, Zero the Hero, Black Sabbath, here we go.
little Black Sabbath going back to 1983. Bill Ward on the drums. Geezer Butler on bass. Tony Iommi on guitar. Of course, Ian Gillen, the Deep Purple Screecher, on vocals. And that was another record that Bill recorded with them. He did the drums, but then he didn't really tour. Heaven and Hell with, with Dio, the same thing. You know, he, he went out, he did a, just a handful of dates on that Heaven and Hell tour, and then he was out of the band. Um, they did do Mob Rules, of course, which had Vinny Apice. And then there was a little break, and they came back with uh, Born Again, which featured that song, Zero the Hero. Bill back in the fold for the recording, but not for the, the touring. And I can't remember the guy's name. I wish John Astronomy were here right now because, for whatever reason, he always knows the guy who did that tour. Um, I should know that, sorry. But anyways, the drummer I'm talking about. We're going to wrap things up, guys. The Talking Metal News website now has, uh, or the Talking Metal website now has a news section. We are updating it daily with news, with videos. Emily may be doing some news, breaking news videos that go up there. I'm posting stuff. I think Victor is going to be helping out with the news section. Possibly Mitch LaFawn, too. So I I think we're going to have some great content up there. There's already been uh, some videos I've put up and some cool stuff. When I say videos, I mean actually me hosting news segments. So please check that out in the news section on TalkingMetal.com. We've revised the site. There's a lot of stuff happening there. It's just not a podcast anymore. It's many podcasts. It's news. It's look back, you know, on this day type of stuff happening. A lot of great stuff happening on TalkingMetal.com. Just by visiting the site, you help us. By giving traffic to the site, you help us. But other ways you can help us, uh, you know, watch the watch the things we put on YouTube. Let the commercials play out before they before you skip them. Don't skip the ads when you watch a Talking Metal video on YouTube. That's a way you can support us. You can friend uh, us on Facebook. You can do our Snapchat thing that we mentioned, Talking Metal for you. You can follow us on Twitter. You can leave a review on iTunes. You can give a PayPal donation. That PayPal tab is there on TalkingMetal.com. Somebody recently pointed out to me, on the mobile, if you're looking at TalkingMetal.com on your phone, you don't see the PayPal for whatever reason. It is there if you're looking at it on a laptop. But if you want to do the PayPal, it's just my email, which is striegelmark at gmail.com, S-T-R-I-G-L-M-A-R-K at gmail.com. The PayPal donations have picked up lately, so I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. And the Amazon links, uh, just before you go to Amazon to make your purchase, go over to TalkingMetal.com, link through to Amazon. Go about your purchases after that. Uh, And we get a little kickback on that. Cool. Thanks so much for your support. Thanks to Dave from Monster Magnet for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time on the Talking Metal podcast. This is Deny the Absolute by Pelican going back to 2013. Love these guys. Don't know much about them. Every time I hear one of their songs, I I love it. Uh, Just great instrumental hard rock, metal, grungy, sludgy stuff from Pelican. And even at times a a hint of progressive in there, if you will. Pelican, great band. Again, this is called Deny the Absolute on Talking Metal. Talk to you next time.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.